Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. And through him, and we live in victory today, amen. Come on, let's stir ourselves, let's get excited in the house of God this morning. Let's stir ourselves. God is good. Are you glad to be in the house of God this morning? Come on, Psalm 122 says, I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when I entered into the house of God. Something happens when you. When you step into the presence of God, I feel the spirit of God here this morning. And I know that God is going to do something in your life. You need to understand that every day is a new day in him. Every day is an opportunity. Every day is a day where you can enter into freedom. You can receive blessing. His his touch can come upon your life afresh. I love what it says in Matthew 5. It says that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. We're here to celebrate today. We're here to celebrate God's goodness. We're here to celebrate the last eight years. And I just want to thank God for his faithfulness. We're living in in strange times. Sifting, shifting sands, winds that are blowing that probably none of us ever thought would blow. You might find yourself right now in a position where you go, how did I end up here? How did I get here to this place? I didn't think I'd be here. I want to encourage us this morning. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Can, we, can I get an amen for that this morning? He never changes. He is for you and not against you. His blessings are ready available for your life. So literally today, we're, we're here to honor God, to love on God. And you know what? I, I said it to the team last week. We can enter in and receive. But I think this is a moment where we can enter in and bless God. There's a scripture that says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I want to live a life that blesses God. Not where I just take, not where I just receive, not just where it's poured out upon me. Because God promises that. He says, I'm going to throw open the windows of heaven, open your life, and pour out such, such blessing that there's not room to contain it. But you know what? I just want to reflect the goodness of God. I want to bless God. I want to lift high the name of Jesus and honor him for his faithfulness and his goodness and his because he loved us before we first loved him. He chose us before we ever chose him. The Bible says while we were still sinners, afar off, while we weren't even looking to Jesus, when we were in ourselves, he chose us. That's worth celebrating. That's that's I, I gotta tell you, like Justin, 24 years, we've made 28 years. I've got a heart for the house because I've journeyed a journey. And I want to encourage you, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, even when it doesn't make sense. Walk a journey in Christ and see what he will do in your life. I love what David said. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. My cup runs over Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm walking through, but I'm not stopping in the middle. I'm going through a journey. I'm surrounded. I'm hemmed in, but I'm looking to you, Jesus. And as I was preparing for this morning, and I'm sorry, Amanda, you're not going to get any any scriptures for this because it's not in my notes. Um, I feel like God said, look, look at Hebrews 12, and Hebrews 12 says, therefore, since we're, so I feel, I feel like we're in a therefore moment as a church, 
And it can be somewhat an unsettling moment or somewhat a what's going on God moment. What, what's going on? Because we know how to do church. We know the structure of church. We know the pragmatics of church, the theology of, theology of church, the, the, the what church is. But I think, therefore, I think we're in a therefore moment where God wants to do a brand new thing in each of our lives. And like Melissa said, it's, it's, it's not being said in a way that we're not there, but it's like we want you to come alive again. We want passion to rise. We want joy to, to, to bubble up from the inside of you because that's what comes from the Lord. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you're feeling weary, go to God. Look to God. And it says here, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight and sin which so easily entangles us and let us run the race set before us, looking under Jesus. Yeah. You know what? The more we look at Jesus, the more we start to look like Jesus. And we're called to be salt and light in the I can be what God's created me to be is to look to him and not the circumstance. To take my eyes off the, the current, the, the circumstantial, the, the, the fading away, and to look to Jesus. Because it says he's the author and perfecter of our faith who walked the journey himself. It says he, he scorned the cross and it's shame, and he's now seated at the right hand of the Father because of you. He looked, but the thing is this, he didn't just look to you. He looked beyond us to humanity. And his heart and his plans and his purposes for humanity never change. That's why we do hard for the house. That's why we would bother putting a stake in the ground saying, you know what, I'm going to give of myself, I'm going to give of my finances, I'm going to give of my passion, because more people need to know about the goodness and love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Fantastic. I just want to thank the team this morning. Our team uh, is magnificent. The, the guys that have walked the journey with us to make everything that we do possible, Justin and Ange, Amanda, Peter and Ainsley, Jenny and Vince, the whole team that do everything, Chris Love, Nigel and Chris, our Connect leaders, we just thank you, we love you, and we think you're absolutely amazing. So it's a little bit pragmatic today what I'm going to share, but I also I, I want to inspire us. Like I just said, I feel like God wants to do a new thing, but a new thing always starts in us. A, a new thing always starts with a seed sown, and I feel like God wants us to open ourselves up to receive a new seed of faith this morning for the future. To look beyond the immediate, to look beyond what we know to date, and to look towards what he's calling us to. And, and there's a scripture says, I lift my eyes to the hills to where my help comes on. My help comes from the Lord. Your hope, your future, your peace, your joy will always come from the Lord. Lift your eyes right now. Look beyond the storm. Look beyond the horizon and look to Jesus so he can re reveal to you afresh what he wants to do in you and through you. And, and I just get this sense in my heart right now that God wants families blessed. He wants marriages strengthened. He wants finances stabilized. That, that God wants to do in your life what you can't do for yourself, but what you can do for yourself is look to him. Because I'm going to rely on myself and my own strength, or I'm going to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And, and I want to stir us in that. I'm just going to talk about what, what we want to see happen in the year ahead as a church and a leadership team. Amen? Amen. But I want us to remember, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's, it's moments like this that regardless of our circumstances, we get to celebrate God's goodness and faithfulness. And you know what? It's just it's, it's a great practice and discipline to have in your world where you keep bringing yourself back to you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, Father, for breath in my lungs. Thank you, Lord, for peace in my heart. Thank you for health in my body. Thank you for the blessings of my family. Thank you for where you're leading. And thank you, Lord. Can I encourage you every single day of your life, get up and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you that it's by your stripes that I just, just, just get thankful regardless. Get thankful despite. Get, get, get thankful because you can. Just make that choice. Devil, not today. You're not taking my peace. You're not taking my joy. You're not taking my gratitude. I'm thankful to Jesus Christ. And when you do that, that's the filter you look at life through and the very thing that carries you into the future that God has for you. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, you all know the scriptures. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. And somebody needs to hear this today. God has plans for your life that are to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. You're not going to remain where you are forever. You're not going to remain in this place of isolation or containment or, or limited life. You, you are, you're going to be set free. God is doing a work that you can't see, but keep walking, keep pressing forward, keep stepping, because he's got plans and purpose to prosper your life and to bless you, to give you a future and a hope. And what I love, Christian, why would you do hard for a house again? Because here's the deal. It's been weird, right? 18 months. We were in a school hall. Then we're online. Then we're in another hall, and now we're here. What are you doing hard for the house? We need to engage our heart with kingdom purposes. And kingdom culture is always countercultural to the world's ways. And it makes little to no sense. But when we do what makes little to no sense naturally, what happens is the wheels of motion are set in place in the heavenlies. When we step out, I'm going to make a statement after that. I want you to step out into the ridiculous this year in faith so that you can receive the miraculous from heaven. I want you to step out, and I'm not talking about the offering. I'm talking about your life. God is most glorified when man is fully alive. When we embrace all that he has for us, he is most glorified. Because when I'm living to my full potential, that's the reflection of God in the earth. God loves you. He is for you. He is taken by you. You are the delight of his life. God is, because he sees himself in you. Let us make man in our image. In the image of God, he created the male and female. He created them. You represent God in the earth. And, and, and we as the church need to rise into that. I am a representative. I'm an ambassador of Christ. I stand for the things of God. I reflect the nature and the goodness and the kindness of God in the earth today. When you see yourself like that, everything you do will change. When you, your, your motives, you, the, the, for, for anything, how you do anything will, will change. It will be underpinned with, I do this, because it's the heart of God for others. You know, why do we do heart for the house? In Genesis 26, it says, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, <laughs> King of the Philistines in Gerar. Um, in Gerar. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. He had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants, so the Philistines envied him. In a time of famine, what's the last thing you do in a time of famine? Sow seeds. In the natural, what's the? It, it, there's, there's no water. Why are you tilling the ground? Why are you working hard? Why are you sowing seeds? 
It says he in in the time of famine, when when this wasn't the norm, he sowed seeds, and in that year reaped a hundredfold. In other words, he had a, a God return to his life for his efforts. You may feel like we're in a time where why would I why would I sow seeds now? Why would I engage my heart at a greater level now? God wants to do a new thing. He wants to show you his goodness. We, we were out to dinner last night with a couple, and they said, I've just gently been encouraging my son for a period of time, just to tithe, just to return to God what's God's. And he struggled with it. And we've never put pressure on him because we felt he needed his own revelation of what that meant. And they said, we didn't realize last week he tithed without us knowing. And he said, somebody walked up to us that week at church with an envelope and said, this is for your son. God told us to give it to him. They wrote him a card. They put $6,500 in that card plus $650, which represented the tithe. And they said, God told us to bless you with this. The $650 is the tithe of this because God wants you to know how important the tithe is. When he stepped over a threshold, he had a moment where God goes, you think in your own efforts you can walk into blessing? Let me show you in a moment how I can bless you. And it's not about finances, but it's about the heart of God towards his kids. God doesn't want you in lack. God doesn't want you limited. God wants to set you free into a new dimension of living, which comes in and through his presence. He sowed in that land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold. That doesn't happen. Just in some, you don't reap a hundredfold in the natural, but in God, he wants to do something in your life. The Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. He had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, great number of servants, so the Philistines envied him. Verse 15. Now the Philistines had stopped up the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father. They'd filled them with earth, and Abimelech, said to Isaac, go away from us, you're much wiser than, uh, mightier than us. Then Isaac departed from there, pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar, and dwelt there. And Isaac, this is the part I want you to hear, and Isaac dug again the wells of water uh, that had, dug, had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father. He dug again, the part for the house is about digging again the wells that somebody else has dug before us. Somebody sacrificed, somebody engaged their heart and connected it to kingdom purposes so I could step into a church and receive Jesus Christ. Somebody, and this, this passage to me speaks of generational worship, sacrifice, and blessings. What we are doing today is not for us. What we sow into today is not, it's for future generations. And I think if something's being stirred at a greater level than it has in a while, and if, I, if I'm honest with you, 18 months of walking through the season we've been through, it wears you down. You get a little tired in dreaming again and believing for more. But that's the very things that God calls us to dream again and to believe for more and to step out by faith and embrace what God's got for us. But we need to dig again the wells. We need to because so, so, what, what are wells? Wells are filled with water. Water in the Bible represents life flow, the direction God's calling us to. I believe that God wants to pour out fresh living waters upon each of us so that we can receive from him for the future generations also. Amen? And I love it. Isaac was Abraham's son. I've got spiritual mothers and fathers. i got natural mother and father. But you know, somebody dug a well for me. 
I want to do that. If I do nothing else in life, I want to dig a well for somebody else. I want to dig it so that they can be refreshed, so that they can be refreshed. So it's got nothing to do with I want to take myself out of the picture and say, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to give it myself. I'm going to pour out for somebody else to receive from Christ. Oh, you know what I love about King David? King David, who was warrior David, who was shepherd boy David, who was worshipper David, who lived a big life, wanted to build the house of God. He had, he had grand plans about what he would create and the space that, that he would build for God. And God said, you're not going to do it. You've spilled too much blood. You've been a man of war. It's going to be your son. But he didn't stop there going, I wanted to, but I can't. He said, if I can't build it, I'm going to make provision for it. If I can't build it on my, with my physical hands, if I can't enable the workforce to do it, I'm going to make the provision available for it. Can I tell, can I tell you here today? Whether we build it directly or we make provision for it, we become a part of establishing God's kingdom in the earth. Yeah. I want to establish God's kingdom in the earth. The, the Bible says that our life is but a vapor. It's fleeting. We're here today and gone tomorrow, but we're, we're gone into eternity, into the promises and the, the presence of God, into a new day with a new body. Thank you, Jesus. With a new spirit revived or a fret. We, I want to make way for the next generation. I want to make way for our kids. I want to sow into, because somebody did that for me. You wouldn't be here today if somebody hadn't sacrificed, somebody hadn't dug wells again, somebody hadn't given to kingdom purpose. You wouldn't be here today. How good is that? And I guess half of the house is, it is about bringing an offering, but it's about saying, God, I'm all in. God, what, take what I have and use it for your purposes. God, God I, I commit, I'm, I'm going to step out. When I don't understand, I'll still go to faith, God, because God, I'm, I'm all in. And, and I guess for us, you know, as a church, our heart and vision for the year ahead is, and always will be, God glorified. That, that's, that's, that's a vision for this house, that God would be, if, if somebody steps in here, never been here before, they will know that Jesus Christ is Lord and Saviour. They will know that he, this is his house, not ours. See, this is our church family, but it's his church. He says, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. it, it it's not our church. It's not my church. It's, it, it's his church, but it's our church family. And as family, we can all play our part. We can all fulfill our, we can do what we can do in him. And I just want to encourage you this one. The way we do this uh, is through you living life to your fullest, sacrificing, shining bright, and being who you were created to be. Matthew 5 says, you're the soul of the earth. But if the soul loses its flavour, how shall it be seasoned? It's, it's then no good for anything but to be thrown out, trampled underfoot by man. You're the light of the world, a city that is on a hill that cannot be hidden. Uh, nor do they light a lamp put under a basket, but on a lampstand. It gives light. It gives light to all those who are in your house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Live, fully live. Be who you are. Be passionate. Get on fire. Love what you do because God's glorified through that. We need to glorify God through our life. Can I encourage you? Shine bright. Shine bright. Don't, don't, don't withdraw. We're not of those that shrink back. We're of those that press forward under salvation. Press forward. I want to encourage you. Press forward. Step forward. Step out. Live large. Live, live, live a big life. The Bible says that you're called to have dominion in the earth. Take dominion over the spiritual realm. Take dominion of emotions. Take dominion of circumstances and live beyond. Because that's what God's calling us to. And the, the next thing, I guess, is we want to see faith stirred. 
I want to see you grow in your faith. I want to see you stirred to dream again, to believe for more. And like I said before, to step out into the ridiculous so that you can experience the miraculous. If God gives you a dream, if God speaks to your heart, it's not going to be normal. Isaiah says, my ways are above your ways. My thoughts above your My thoughts aren't yours. I think far bigger. You, you think from this level that I'm up here. But then it says in Isaiah, those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up. God wants you. I want you to rise up this year. I want you to live in such a, a space and a place of enlargement. That you go, how the heck did I get here? And you realize I have to glorify God because it couldn't have been in my own strength. I couldn't have done this on my own. There's, apart from God and the Holy Spirit empowerment on my life, I can't do this by myself. Come on, can, I, can, can somebody respond? Can somebody give me an amen? I, I want you to live large, not arrogant, not proud, humbly, because the Bible says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you. God wants to exalt you. Just live fully. Live wholly. And, and, and can I encourage you, if you're living by a circumstance, stop it. Because you're a man and woman of faith. There is faith that's being deposited on the inside of you that as you work, that muscle of faith will grow and develop and carry you towards the future. Hebrews 6 says, Let us move beyond the elementary teachings of Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying out of hands, the resurrection of dead and eternal, and God permitting we will do so. We're always meant to be journeying forward in life. Stop looking in the rear vision mirror. Stop looking at what was. Start dreaming for what is. Because that's where God's leading you. He's making a way where there seems to be no way. He's making straight the paths that, that right now are crooked and up and down. And move forward in life. Proverbs 15, 24 says, The way of life winds upwards for the wise, that they may turn away from hell below. God is leading you away from, from what the world wants to take you to. God is leading you towards a glorious day in Him. We want to see our community blessed. And this year has been a great year. We've given more in this year to our community through our initiatives, our, our missions initiatives than, than ever before. To the schools, we're working with chaplains and in most of the local schools, in families directly, through different organisations, Katie Rose Cottage Hospice, we're giving donations to, for their cancer work. I want to say every single one of us has a part to play in blessing our community. Don't let it just be under the religious banner of church. You are the church. You are empowered of this house. You're empowered of God. Heaven backs your efforts to go out and be a blessing in the community. You don't have to represent a label or a name. Represent Jesus Christ. Represent his goodness, his love, his mercy, his grace. Tell your story. I saw a lady put up a thing yesterday. She's getting her nails done just before she went into lockdown in Sydney. And she has Philippians 4.13 tattooed on her arm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The lady obviously didn't read it correctly. She said, oh, you go to the Philippines. <laughs> you go to the Philippines. She goes, what are you talking about? She said, well, it's on your arm. You must love the Philippines. She goes, no. She said, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And she's walked a hard life. For 10 years, she's had a cancer battle that she's walked through. Cancer after different type of cancer, after, and God keeps touching her life. She said, that that very that one thing is my story. Yeah. That opened, and I just tell my story. She said, at the end of getting my nails done, that lady asked me to pray for her. She's asked, where, where do you go to celebrate this? I can do all things. And she goes, I go to church. She goes, I want to come to church with you. Can I encourage you? Let's live. Let's get large. Let's play our part. Let's do what we can. 
on the job site, yeah. at your place of work, yeah. in the chemist, at, at the beach, at your at your place where you, where you get comfortable, whatever it is, do what you can do, being who you are to reflect his glory. Amen. But next thing is our uh, sorry, that's our community lives transformed. I don't want to I don't want you to be the same in 12 months' time that you are today. I want you to grow. I don't want you to drop in and drop out. It says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I've said this before. Dwelling is a choice that I make. Abiding is an invitation he gives. So I, I can drop in, you can you can drop into my house and then leave an hour later. You can come by a month in a month's time and then leave it. But when I say, hey, why don't you just come and stay for a week? We'd love to have you as our guest. Let us pour on some hospitality. Let us open up our lives and our home to God's saying, I, I don't want you just to check in and check out. I want you in me. I want you, you know, it says anybody that's in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone, the, the new, it's a new day. Now, I'm telling you, I'm getting stirred and I feel fire for the future. I feel fire for the people that are going to come into this house and find Christ. I, and, and you know what? Sometimes you can come in and go, well, I've got to set up the chairs and, and I've got to do the sound and, and I'm doing the screen. Mostly it's me, but it doesn't matter. I'm just using this as an example. Um, sorry, that's a joke, but anyway. Um, why, why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? I, I, I never do it for me. Yeah. I do it for that one person that's going to come in and hear the truth of the gospel that Jesus Christ loves them. Can, can, can I encourage you? you more, than, more than money in the bank, more than a house, more than cars, more, the greatest thing you have is the good news of the gospel. The greatest thing you have is the truth of the word of God. If, if, you've, if you've entered into Christ, give somebody else Christ. If you've entered into freedom, release freedom. Tell people the truth about your life. Tell people your story. We want to see lives transformed. You can, you can let go of the past. You, you can step into a new day. You can be free. You can rejoice in Christ. And there's so many things that we want to do. Obviously, you know, we, we want to take land and we want to get a building. That's, that, that's what we want to do. That's what a heart for the house is about. But first and foremost, primarily, I want to see lives transformed. We don't need a building to do that. But as we keep doing that and seeing lives blessed and lives transformed, God will do the rest. It says, don't worry about all these other things. Matthew 6, it says, seek first the kingdom and each righteousness, and all these things will, will be added unto you. All these things will be added unto you. I, I, I believe in a God of no lack. I believe in a God of abundance. I believe that God speaks when there is nothing and creates what he wants. And he said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I, I, I'm not worried about it. In God's timing, in God's perfect timing, in the right moment, God will make a way and we will step into the fulfillment of the promise. We just have to be faithful on the journey. And, and I, I just got to say this one. It's not about an amount. Because some of us can do one amount. Some of us can do a lot more. It's not about the amount. It's about our heart. It's about having a heart that leans in and is postured towards God and his house. And, and the Bible says, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. I, I put my treasure where my heart is. I, I place my treasure on the things that I love and the things that I desire and look for. And as I said before, this is God's church, but this is our church family. Um, why, do we do, why do we do heart for the house? I just want to read you one passage of scripture, and then we're going to, we're going to take up an offer and we're going to pray. Is that all right? Yeah. Luke 5. Starting verse 11, it says this, Jesus continued, There was a man that had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate. 
So we divided his property between them, and not long after, the younger son uh, got together all that he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. We all know the story, the, the, the story of the prodigal son. So the one man had two sons. Usually the, the inheritance is divided when you die. So basically the son was saying, I don't care that you're alive, to me you're dead. Give me the portion of my inheritance. And it says that his father divided the estate and gave the son what he asked for. He gave him half of all that he had. It says that he went off and he, and he, and he lived wild. He lived immoral. He lived crazy and squandered it all. It says that he came to a point, before we talked about there was a famine in the land, he came to a point where he was in black. There was a famine. Famine of identity. Famine of peace. Famine of provision. It said that he he went and hired himself out like one of the servants and he and he was looking after the pigs in the mud. It says they would have happy of happily have filled his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating because he had nothing. So he, he came to himself and he said, you know what, I'm gonna to return to my father. I'm gonna to return to my father's house. And it says he, he returned and he rehearsed in his mind, I'm going to go to my dad and go, God, I've sinned against, Father, I've sinned against you and against God. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he's rehearsing this and he's rehearsing this. I don't know if you've ever said that to yourself. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of God's love. I'm not worthy of God's goodness. I'm not worthy of the mercy or the grace or the provision. In my, I'm not worthy. I know I have. Going through moments and hours, I'm not worthy. And it says, but he, but he decided himself, I'm going to go back to my father's house. And even there, the servants have plenty. The servants have all they need. They're, they're, they're well fed. They're looked after. They're housed. They're clothes. I'm just going to go and serve. It says, but when he was afar off, his father saw him in the distance. Which speaks to me of the fact that his father was looking for him. Because how do you see somebody afar off in the distance if you're not looking for them? I want to encourage you. God's looking for you. He's looking for me wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves. But he's looking for humanity. The Bible said it's God's will that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. We do heart for the house because we, we haven't seen everybody one to Christ yet. We do, we serve, we sacrifice, we give, we bless, we pour out because the mission hasn't ended. I love what it says. It says, he runs to him. And it's weird English because it says he fell on his neck and he kissed him. In other words, he embraced him. He drew him in. And while the son's trying to apologize and, and trying to ask forgiveness and trying to say, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. But he said, somebody, he's not listening to the son. He's telling the rest of the somebody go, go and get me the best robe. Someone go and get me the sandal. Somebody go and get me the ring. I'm going to reinstate and restore to my son. Because he's my son, and I love my son. And it doesn't matter what he's done, I want my son in my house. That's why we do heart for the house. Because God's heart for humanity is, I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you think. I want you in my house. You're my son. You're my daughter. I want you. I want to encourage you here today. It's been a big season. It's been... Crazy. We're still sitting in lockdown. We're like, God is in charge. He's the same yesterday, today, and He does not change. We do what we do because God loves humanity. We, we do what we do because there's a bigger picture. 
There's a bigger picture than my momentary struggles. There's a bigger picture than my unmet desires. There's a bigger picture that, that, that what I'm, I'm looking at right now, but if I look my eyes to the hills, my help will come from the Lord. Can I, can I just encourage you? There needs to be no convincing on this because you are, you are just generous by nature. You bless God every week just by who you are and what you do. But Melissa and I just want to encourage and celebrate with you today all God's goodness and all future blessings that are coming towards this house. And I'm telling you, you're a part of it. If you're a part of it for six months, you're a part of it. If you're a part of it for 20 years, you're a part of it. We're all playing our part in this moment. So why don't we just consider over the next few moments what we could do to, to contribute towards heart for the house. And then we're going to pray blessing over you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.